Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Welcome to Overnight America with Ryan Recker on KMOX. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts, michaelsflooringoutlet.com. And welcome to Overnight America. First show of 2021. Wow, where did the time go? These last couple of weeks have been just incredibly put into fast forward. It's it's almost like that movie with Adam Sandler where he gets the remote control and he presses fast forward for a little bit. Next thing you know, he skipped through all these different steps and then realizes later that these are the steps you don't want to skip past. I mean, that's what makes life life. And it seems like the last couple of weeks, not because I pressed a button, it just naturally happens that way when you have a few nights off. And it's strange, too. I don't stay up till two o'clock on nights off. I go to bed at nine o'clock. So <laughs> our sleep schedule, you put the kids down eight o'clock ish somewhere in there. The wife and I have about an hour and we look about that nine o'clock time and say, you just want to you just want to go to bed. <laughs> Isn't it like that with pretty much every married couple? Just uh, yeah, you just want to go to bed. And then you think to yourself. Yeah, I guess that would be more comfortable than this couch. So, yeah, let's go to bed. Why not? We didn't really get a whole lot done during this time. The tree is down. I don't remember doing much around the house. Got some stuff out of the gutters, thanks to the father-in-law who was here for Christmas. Man, Christmas feels like a month ago, doesn't it? <laughs> feels forever ago. But there was so much that really didn't happen that was enjoyable, too. Let, let me mention this. One of the first nights, my son said he wanted to do a sleepover, which to him, a sleepover is me and him hanging out in the living room and falling asleep on the couch as opposed to going to our beds and just staying up as late as we want to. We stayed up late and we watched Home Alone 3, where, you know, it's none of the original cast or anything like that. And then we talked for a while because he couldn't believe he was up till 10 o'clock at night. Whoa, what a what a big night for him and then eventually we said all right let's let's try to fall asleep and see what happens slept all the way till the morning ate junk food um uh, i made him a nice big breakfast anything he wanted he wanted french toast then um what did we do after that we i think we played some video games in the morning and that was a great night junk food staying up late sleeping over got a coffee in the morning 
back didn't hurt that much sleeping on the couch, which was nice. All of those things I thought would be great bonding moments with my son, getting him the gifts that he want for Christmas and putting them together with him or playing with him or doing things like that. Those were the bonding moments I thought we would have uh, over the break. Not the case. You know what was the thing that bonded us the most? A washing machine. It was New Year's Eve. My washing machine went out. It, it was on the up and out to begin with. It's a pretty old one. I think my wife purchased it in 2009. It became our washing machine then. It was a, I think a GE. And it was in the last couple of months really struggling. And since I'm doing the laundry in the house, since we have a brand new baby girl, my wife, uh, you know, spends a lot of her time with the baby. So I do all the house chores, you would say. And laundry is one of them. One of the things I ended up picking up so I spent a lot of time and I noticed, oh boy, this thing's not what it used to be. It wasn't cycling through the way it should. I'd have to go downstairs. I'd have to keep an ear out for it, listening. Okay, it's, it's still rinsing. It should have clicked over by now. It's not clicking over. All right, I got to go do that. So anytime I would do a load of laundry, which is, I don't know, five times a week, it seems like, they uh, I'd always have to keep an eye on it. And it it was okay because I knew that the alternative was buying a new one. And then eventually... The thing just stopped spinning. The motor went out and I went downstairs one day and it smelled like a burnt motor. And I knew, okay, this thing's done. We're putting a stick and a fork in it. I'm not trying to repair this thing. It's time for a new washer. Uh, Not bad. 11 years for one, almost 12 years. That goes by pretty quick. So my son and I went shopping for a washing machine. And I don't know what it was, but the act of picking out a washing machine was the one thing that he enjoyed the most over the last two weeks. Is that strange? Of all the things we did, all the time we spent together, it was shopping for a washing machine. I purchased one, put it in the back of the SUV, drove it home. Luckily, my neighbor is good. We're, we're good. We take care of each other. We watch out for each other. And I messaged him. I said, hey, can you help me carry this thing into the basement and bring the old one up? He said, sure. New Year's Day. There we are replacing this sort of thing. We put it in the basement. It's a new one. And I got to say, uh, technology has changed a lot in washing machines between then and now. This one's got a glass top. So you can actually look down and see inside our old washing machine had like the agitator in the middle, the bar that was in the middle of it and the giant drum or whatever. And this one doesn't have it. It's a LG. So it's a pretty good one. The guy told me this is the one that's like top rated as in uh, has the most positive reviews when it comes to satisfaction and things like that. It's the probably the lower end of a top rated one, which is nice. So we get this thing in and my son wants to test drive it, right? He wants to make sure it works. So I install it. And we do everything and he's there and he pulls over a stool and he sits and he watches the entire cycle of laundry. He sits there, you know, the thing cycles around, it senses, it fills some water in, fills some more water in, you know, washes, drains, spins, rinses, spins. It does all this stuff. It's a pretty long thing. It's like almost 40 minutes for the whole thing to go through all of this. It's high energy or efficient or whatever. And then we put it in the dryer, dry it, and everything's successful. Everything's good. Thumbs up. And as it turns out, my son loves to sit and watch the laundry. He's probably watched four or five loads of laundry since New Year's, sitting on a stool, looking into this thing 40 minutes at a time. If um, 
I'm around. He'll say, hey, come watch it with me. We can talk. This is like our bonding moment, the washing machine. He says, okay, what do you want to talk about? And I can talk to him about anything as we watch the laundry from the top loader of the brand new washing machine. He had so much pride that he picked that thing out with me. Isn't that cute? That was the moment that I realized this is the memorable thing of my two weeks of vacation. It wasn't being able to just relax or go to sleep when I want to go to sleep or not have the responsibility of doing a radio show or anything like that. It was the the highlight was not the relaxation or the ability to take a little bit of time off. The highlight was standing there as my son sat in a stool watching the top loading washing machine do its job and then having the father-son talks from there. He's six years old. The things that they get into, I don't know. Maybe he's just bored. So a few things I want to get to on the show. If you want to call in, you can. It's good to be back in 2021. Uh, I had all kinds of people leave me suggestions on Facebook. I messaged, and I, I put a message on there, and I asked, hey, what do you want from me in 2021? And I did a video about this earlier today, too. I'm going to read some of those suggestions. And if you want to just catch up, feel free to give us a call or text into the show, 314-436-7900 or 800-925-1120. And who knows, maybe you even blew your whole stimulus check already. We're also going to be hooking up with our friends in Canada, Shane Hewitt with The Shift. Always cool to do a cross interview with him. So he's coming in at 1230. We'll be doing that yet again, about an hour and 15 minutes from now. Looking forward to it on Overnight America KMOX. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launcher online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all-star closer kenley jansen we have a question what's the best podcast of all time 
Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Continues. Here we are with uh, another show, the first one of 2021. Thank you for the text messages. Uh, let's see. There was one here. Uh, glad to have you back, Ryan. You were missed. Sounds like the bonding time was good. I find that since we have the four-month-old baby girl that my son um, at first was not jealous, but now he is very jealous when it comes to time allotment. So we have to really go out of our way to make sure that he is getting a proper amount of attention. And I try to do things like that, and it seems to be working. But I don't know. All that could change here in a moment. So I put this up on Facebook. I asked for suggestions for the show, and there were all kinds of great suggestions that came in. So I want to go through some of those now. If you want to call or text in, you can. You know, I'm not really looking for them right now on the air, but if you just want to tell me how things are going, if you want to check in after the Christmas New Year break, it'd always be good to hear from you. 314-436-7900. You can use that line to text into the show. A couple of recommendations. Um, <laughs> okay, someone just left one about Sterling. Okay, I'll leave that one off. Uh, Mike messaged in The Adventures of Tiki Jack. So this recommendation, I think, was to air more things like that. I don't think Mike meant for me to produce them, but just to air them. If I go back into the KMOX archives, I believe I have six of the episodes saved. I don't know how many of them he made over the years. Was he making them frequently and only six have survived, or was it just something he did once in a while and there were only six? Maybe you can put some context if you're a longtime listener of KMOX. Uh, let me know if you know the answer to that. Dolores said, keep politics at a minimum. It's hard to because there's a lot of politics, but just the, the top stories right now. If I were to go to Twitter trending, here's what's trending right now. If I go to, uh, okay, it says Nancy Pelosi narrowly wins vote for reelection as Speaker of the House. Uh, Medal of Freedom. Uh, Trump is expected to give... Uh, Representative Devin Nunes, a Medal of Freedom. Um, then there is, where's Jack Ma? Questions arise about the billionaire's whereabouts. Trump begged. Uh, there's a Hollywood reporter talking about how Tanya Roberts, the actress best known for playing a Bond girl in A View to Kill, and also uh, Midge in that 70s show, has died at the age of 65. Uh, and then Mark Meadows, Tom Cotton, Anaheim, uh, Trump pressuring Georgia Secretary of State. These are the type of things that they're saying. Uh, Bean, Dad, I don't know what that means either. But there's all kinds. These are, this is what's trending right now. And I look at that and say, okay, how many of those are politics? One, two, three-ish, four, five, six, seven like what eight of the 10 eight of 10 80 percent of it so that's the problem we run into when there's just a lot of these big political stories out 
it's really hard to ignore the big political stories. So I know there's a lot of these that we'll get to over the course of the show, but I'm just reading you some of the suggestions and you kind of give you uh, a point of where I'm at. Bill uh, Cleveland, he's someone that I had on the show. He wrote a book about traveling in Missouri, driving Missouri. And he said that um, I think you need a regular travel segment. Bill was great. Maybe we should do that. Uh, Derek said, talk about the Great Reset, if you can, without losing your job. You know, I still haven't looked up exactly what that is. I get the gist of it, I think. But maybe um, what I mentioned to Derek is maybe I'll find a guest to talk about. it. It's probably better than someone that uh, knows a thing or two. But I I don't feel like it's um, something I would shy away from if it's an interesting topic. It doesn't mean I would buy into it or anything. Uh, Laura says more St. Louis and KMOX history. A lot of people like the history topics on the show. I was going through and looking at some of the significant things that happened in KMOX history. A week from Tuesday is Rush Limbaugh's birthday. I think he turned 70, 70 years old on Tuesday the 12th. We may have to do something for that. Maybe I'll have him talking about KMOX and him giving his uh, moment on his radio show talking about Jack Buck. That might be a good opportunity to replay that next Tuesday. You know, uh, Ann Keefe passed away. It would have been a week ago. I think it was a week ago today. Ann Keefe uh, passed. So there's a few things. And then there's, you know, I got these big gaps. I don't have a, a huge calendar of things that are related to KMOX history, but I do look for moments like that to play and do things. So yeah, we'll have more things I'm sure to talk about. Um, Jan put this into the comments. You are a great interviewer. Bring on more interesting guests. Um, it's nice to go to bed with positive thoughts about human interest stories of our elected leaders. You want to humanize politicians. I see. Well, maybe that's, uh, I, you know, some politicians are human. They're not all reptiles in disguise. <laughs> And I know there's a lot of that. The problem with um, the late night talk show thing is that when you're a talk show host, a lot of times politicians have their guard up and they just don't like going on talk shows when they know the person that's going to be bringing them on is very critical of their job. So it doesn't always work out that way. You'd have to give it under a, spe a specific context for that to work. And I still think they keep their guard up. Uh, Janine said, love upbeat stories, more positive, enjoy call-ins. I enjoy the call-ins, too. The call-in portions are my favorite part of the shows. And Sunday nights are historically quiet. And I know that you're listening on Sunday nights. It's just quiet. There's just not a lot to, to do on Sunday nights. And I know you just want to sit back and relax. And most people are already sleeping at this point. So, you know, since I don't go on till 11 o'clock, I get it. The ones that are listening right now, they're all tucked into their beds right now and visions of sugar plums are there and that's what i'm competing with nancy said i like hearing phone calls from other listeners the guy from canada is entertaining we'll hook up with our canadian friends at 12 30 so at what an hour from now an hour and five minutes not bad brian said more local history love the lady telling the history of the hill yeah that's a good one there's all kinds of great moments and people that have discovered things in St. Louis and are documenting and telling that story. I love things like that. Um, Paula said less politics. Okay. Debbie said, love listening to you as someone who has some sense and wants to relate to his listeners. Your talk shows are always interesting and knowledgeable. Thank you, Debbie. That's very nice. Uh, Doris said less emphasis on politics. I prefer a balanced back and forth 
of Hancock and Kelly or the analytical approach of Brad Young. Okay. Uh, definitely more loosey goosey when it comes to those sort of things. Uh, Martha said, I agree with Nancy. Okay. What did Nancy say again? But either way, we had some really good uh, comments there. And I just want to kind of give you an update, kind of wrapping up things that happened from the past year. I decided to look at the podcast statistics, and I was really hoping to to hit the goal of 10,000 downloads a month. And I thought, yeah, we can do that. We're tracking 10,000 downloads a month. I think we can do town. We were so close to reaching the goal. But the nice thing is I've seen a constant uptick of people that have been enjoying the digital download version of the show. So that's always encouraging. Looking at the Overnight America podcast from uh, last year, from January 1st to December 31st, we had a total of 118,714 downloads. So really, really close. Just about 1,300 downloads away from my goal of 120,000. So 10,000 a month, 12 months, that's 120,000 total. I feel like we'll eclipse that. I feel like we can do that. You know, I, I, I take that back. For the most part, the show has been somewhat steady. There hasn't been a steady rise in listenership by any means. But the end of the year is always a little bit tougher because when I go on vacation, I notice there's a little bit of lull in the downloads. When I went on the paternity leave, I noticed there was a little lull in the downloads. So I feel like in 2021, we can surpass that and we can break it and we can definitely break our personal best here on Overnight America. So thank you for anyone that may be downloading this podcast. It does mean a lot. And yes, I do check these things out. What's really amazing to me is the number of countries and things uh, of people. Here's the top 10 countries where people listen to the show. United States is number one, 104,000. Of those 118 some thousand were in the United States, so wide majority. United Kingdom, then Canada, New Zealand, Australia, Singapore, South Korea, Japan, Thailand, and Italy. Those are the top 10 countries, the top 10 states that listen. Missouri, Illinois, Florida, California, Pennsylvania, Minnesota, New York, Arizona, Ohio, and Texas. Wow, isn't that amazing? We even had 18 downloads in Hawaii this past year, 18 in Hawaii. So I want to thank you, the listener. I know um, I, I try to keep you involved and in the know of what's going on. Typical radio shows and things, you know, it, it, there's like this veil, right? You, you, the radio shows behind it and you're on the other side of it. and You're only watching. It's like a one way type of deal. I try to keep you at least on the up and up and let you know how things are going because people are interested in that. And I know sometimes you are, so this seemed appropriate. One person texted in waiting on the stimulus. Is my bank account going to be 60136 or 2001 and 36 cents? No, um, depends. 60136. If you are qualifying for the stimulus and you have nothing else coming in. Yeah, no, your bank account. I, I think a lot of people have started to receive this, and I don't know what percentage of people have received the stimulus checks. A lot of people have been getting it. You may have already blown all your stimulus money on something. Who knows? When we come back, I don't know if you heard the news about Larry King. I want to talk about that. And did you hear Anderson Cooper on the New Year's broadcast give his laugh? And a lot of people are comparing it to an iconic villain. So we're going to talk about that coming up right after the break. And look at your weather, too. It's Overnight America, KMOX. Welcome back to Overnight America. 
I have Charlie Brennan's book, Only in St. Louis, in my hands because there's a section of the book about Larry King. And I'm going to read a portion of his book, Only in St. Louis. I think Charlie would be all right with that. He told me that last time we had him on and we talked about his book. A lot of people, I mean, people meaning you, bought his book. So he said, talk about my book more. Your listeners listen to you. This is good. Um, But Larry King is in the hospital fighting COVID and he's 87 years old. He's been in the hospital for about 10 days. He believes he contracted the virus from a healthcare worker who went into his home. And one of his sons also has COVID-19. Uh, let's see. He, he's got all kinds of other medical issues around. He's had all kinds of pretty serious medical issues he's battled and has uh, beat. Man, he's a radio DJ that goes all the way back to the 50s. He started his syndicated show late night in the 70s. And I wanted to read this one portion from Charlie Brennan's Only in St. Louis book about Larry King. This is this is what it says. Broadcasting great Larry King was once offered a job at KMOX during a phone conversation with the radio station's late general manager, Robert Hyland. He said, that was one of the craziest phone conversations of my life, King remembered. There was no one like Robert Hyland. In 1984, uh, and Jack Carney, a very popular broadcasting figure in St. Louis, had passed away. I was doing a national radio show. It had been on for five years and was very successful. I was also doing local television in uh, Washington, D.C. Mr. Hyland called me and asked, Mr. King, who is your agent? Bob Wolf in Boston, King told Hyland. Wolf was a super agent. Um, whose clients also included Larry Bird, Julius Irving. <laughs> I don't know the next. I don't recognize these people. Carl Yastrzemski, I guess. Uh, he said to me, fine, you'll be part of the KMOX family in two weeks. <laughs> King asked, <laughs> what do you mean? Well, Highland told me, you know, Jack Carney has passed away, and I think you're an outstanding personality. I'm going to call your agent. And we'll be back in touch. You'll be on the air every day from 10 until 2 in the afternoon, Monday through Friday. You'll love it here. He had no question in his mind that I was going to accept this. Now, when we turned it down, I got a call back from him. You turned down the greatest radio station in the history of the planet. He said, you have made an error. You will never live down. (laughs) It was unbelievable, King said. Never met a man who loved his station as much as Highland loved KMOX. Had I not had a good fortune of having a national show, I would have loved to work for him. Wow. What a great story. That was in Charlie Brennan's new book, Only in St. Louis. <laughs> so Larry King has a great interview style. Man, could you imagine if Larry King worked for KMOX? It's just one of those things. I mean, there's all kinds of other personalities that almost had the opportunity to um, to work for KMOX almost did. Let me go back to that. Hold on. There's a few other ones that Charlie talked about. Uh, I got to go back. What page was that one? I already forgot the page. Let's go to Doug, who's holding on. I'll, I'll find it while I'm talking to Doug. What's going on? Happy New Year to you, Doug. Hey, Happy New Year, Ryan. Welcome back. You, feel, you feeling all right? Oh, I'm feeling great. How about you? I'm doing pretty good. I am. Yeah, doing yeah. Good. Well, you certainly have clean clothes, that's for sure. I know. You should. You won't believe it. <laughs> this washing machine does such a better job 
it's not even close. I can't believe I was even slumming it around with that old machine for as long as I have. It's so strange because um, it's, it's almost like this. Anytime you buy something new, you become attached to it. And you're like, wow, I can't believe what was my life like before I had this thing. It was like that with our mattress. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we upgraded mattresses when we moved into mm-hmm. uh, our house here in St. Louis. And then all of a sudden it's like, wow, how was I living before? It, it felt like I was living on a, you know, a, a, a crate of bricks. And yeah. now look at us now. And it's like, yeah, how could I ever go back? I feel that way about this washing machine. Yeah, I, I understand what you mean. I know when I when I moved in over here uh, where I am uh, about seven years ago, I uh, bought a new washer and dryer, had it all put in and everything. And it's one of the front loader deals, you know, and uh, they yeah. stack, you know, so that worked out great for my condo. And um, I couldn't believe how how much better it worked than the one I had in my apartment, you know, and uh, really, really nice. Yeah, really nice. You but know it, it takes a while to get used to those. Yeah, when I was shopping for this thing and I was talking to the salesman about the front loaders, you know what he told me about the Samsung front loaders is that they put cylinder blocks inside to weigh them down. I said, how much are they? They're probably shipping these things from South Korea. How much extra money are they spending stacking these things with cylinder blocks to make them heavy? It didn't make sense to me. (laughs) That's a good question. I don't know. Uh, I have Samsung, actually, um, and I'm real happy with mine. They work great. And you know, of course, I'm I'm single, so I don't have five loads of laundry a week like you do. But uh, with, you know, with with a family, it's a different story, you know. But when you have you know, kids, like you have a lot the, more. Uh, oh yeah, spit spit cloths and things with a four year old spitting up or four month old spitting up all the time. You know, in the old days, um, in the cartoons, it was always an anvil, anvil or a piano or a safe that would fall and crush you. Today, it would be a front loading washer that would crush you in those <laughs> exactly. <cartoons. laughs> That's exactly right. Hey, I do have yeah. a good suggestion for your for your show, but I'll, I'll email it to you rather than take up time on the air. But um, sure. I'll send it to you this week, and uh, you know, and you can tell me what you think about it. But uh, anyway, no, I'm just glad to have you back. On. You've had you had some great guest hosts. Brad Young's terrific, and uh, it was fun to listen to him. And I really enjoyed listening to Randy Tober because uh, um, you know, me being a musician, I knew who he was as soon as he said his name. I said, "Oh, I know that guy," you know. Oh, and, that's great. Um, a, a lot of I us didn't... in the music scene here in St. Louis all knew his dad for sure, you know. Oh, okay. Did you know that story yeah. about Larry King in KMOX? I did not. That's a great story, though. That's really terrific. Isn't that? Here's another one for you. It's, it's also in Charlie's book, uh, Only in St. Louis. It's right after mm-hmm. the Larry King story. It said, Phil Donahue applied to KMOX radio early in his career but was not hired. He later became known as the king of daytime talk with the uh, Phil Donahue show, 29-year run on national television Mm -hmm. TV guide called Donahue, one of the TV guys, 50 greatest TV stars of all time. He applied for KMOX and didn't get the job. Isn't that something? How about that? You know, I I have heard that one before. I didn't hear about the Larry King one, though. That's interesting. I I could. Can you imagine KMOX with Larry King and uh, Jack Buck and, you know, Jim White? Oh, my goodness. (laughs) I couldn't believe it. You, You wouldn't be able to. Um, what a, apparently what John lineup. Tesh also applied for a job at KMOX TV. Um, mm-hmm. looks like he did not get that job. He said they won every news award imaginable. The rejection letter, um, was from Tom Batista. Very nice, but not in my voice is what they said. Um, uh, wow. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll, I'll well, give you a real quick story here. Uh, when KMOX TV was down and when, when KMOX radio and TV was down on one Memorial drive, 
there was a there was a restaurant in the uh, the first floor of that building called the Trap Room, and um, I played there quite a bit. And and the fellow that was doing weather on TV, KMWX TV, was a guy named Jim Bolin. Now people that have been around St. Louis will know who he is, but um, he was he was uh, the weatherman, and he also had. Jim was a, a musician and a jazz lover, and he had a syndicated jazz show he did out of his home studio in Belleville. Oh, cool. And um, he would he would be down there hanging out and, and eating dinner, this and that, and he'd say, well, guys, i got to go upstairs and do the weather. I'll be back in a little bit. He'd come back down after the weather and like, hey, can I sit in? Sure, man, get on the piano. <laughs> so, yeah, he was a really cool guy, man. It was, it was a lot of fun back in those days, you know. Yeah. Very good. Well, I love hearing about history and Doug, it was good to hear you being the first call in of 2021. So nice. And well, well I, I, I guess I hold the record. <laughs> well, I'll uh, talk to you soon. Thanks, Doug. You bet. Thanks, Ryan. Bye bye. One other quick thing about Larry King. He was trending on social media this week. He had to have been in the hospital when this was trending. Um, I, it probably just a coincidence. One of his interviews with Daniel Pudi. Uh, he or Danny Pudi, excuse me. He's an actor that was on Community. He actually directed a 30 for 30. He's been on some other television shows, movies, things like that. You may recognize him just from his work on Community. He played Abed, great character on that show. And one of his voice acting jobs now is a cartoon for Disney. And Larry King had him on in the past. He's been a multiple guest on Larry King's. Yeah, Larry King still does a talk show. For Aura, it's a streaming outfit, so you can go online and watch on YouTube some of his previous interviews and things. But uh, you can tell Larry might be a little out of it, but listen to this interview. This, uh, I think you'll find a little bit of humor in this between the two of them. I think Larry's still got some pretty good interview chops. Uh, a luxury you can't live without. A luxury I can't live without coffee. I really like good it's coffee. It's not a luxury you can get it anywhere. Ah, I guess, yeah, I like good coffee. What's? I love coffee, too. I like nice socks. Socks. Your your socks, would you put in your shoes? Yeah, I really love them. I like kind of like, you know, cozy feet. You're attracted to your socks. I'm attracted to really nice running socks. Like, I'm always looking for good running you know, socks. Not, that's not a luxury, though. Coffee and socks are not a luxury. All right, give me a luxury. Which, what luxury should I have? Private plane. Larry, I'm on ducktails. <laughs> <laughs> private plane Larry I'm on ducktails <laughs> to voice a cartoon character on Disney and not even the main character <laughs> private plane Larry I'm on ducktails <laughs> all right well CNN with Larry King this is I think when people think of the way CNN had a good reputation. You got to go back to the Larry King years. There's been a lot of years separated between then and now, and the network is definitely nowhere near the same uh, esteem that you would look back at during its glory years in the 90s and whatnot. But Larry King, um, when he had that late night talk show, I think a lot of people loved it. I can see why. Uh, his syndicated talk show we we talked about it before and people would call in and they said they like to compare this show to larry king in some ways but you know larry would have a guest on and then he would say all right let's open the phone lines and then they would just have people call in and talk to the guest really cool idea and he would just do phone lines all night 
now don't get me wrong, Jim White here on KMOX revered and listened to, and I, I probably even more listened to than Larry King when he was doing his show. I'm going to guess possibly, I don't know for sure, but you, it's hard to beat Jim White's popularity. I don't think you can. Let me point this out real quick. CNN today has Anderson Cooper, Anderson Cooper and St. Louis alum. Would that be the right? Uh, Andy Cohen, St. Louis uh, native. Well, they've been doing the the thing for the last couple of years, ever since uh, that one lady went crazy. And it's a good thing because Andy's so much better at it. And Anderson Cooper, I, uh, people were wondering if he was drunk during it, but that's kind of CNN's thing. They get drunk on the air or whatever. And people are commenting, his laugh sounds like the Joker. Yeah, the villain from Batman. So here's their video interview with Snoop Dogg. And Andy asked Snoop Dogg if he's ever been to the Oscars. And listen to how Anderson Cooper laughs at that. I've never been to the Oscars, but when I do go, okay. you better know that I will. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Is that a little much for that joke? <laughs> All right. A lot of people are pointing out it sounds like the Joker. <laughs> All right. Kind of super villainy, jokery. <laughs> I mean, you. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's it's basically the same laugh, isn't it? All right, we're going to take a break. 314-436-7900. It's Overnight America KMOX. Now back to Overnight America on KMOX. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michael'sFlooringOutlet.com. And here we are in Overnight America in... The next hour at 1230, our friends in Canada, will hook up with them. I love that segment with The Shift, and I'm looking forward to it yet again. You go to KMOX.com, indoor dining ban to be lifted with new regulations on Monday. And I went to a uh, restaurant to pick up food in the county. It was on our way. Let's see. Where were we going? The Transportation Museum. And we did a call-in order. And part of it, you know, just uh, off of 270 and there was a pickup and went in and they were closed, but they were cleaning. And I asked the lady, oh, OK, you're getting ready. You're like, yeah, getting ready for Monday, getting ready to reopen. They were excited. They couldn't wait to get this thing going again. And I kept thinking to myself, you know what they're doing? I mean, it's just going to be one of those classic deals where you got county government and Sam Page, little fly fishing outfit, and he's got his real and he's just ready to like oh almost got you there oh giving you just a little bit get you on the hook and then take it right away from you as fast as he can what do you think 2021 is going to be any different you think that they're going to cut any uh slack for the businesses that have already been decimated the restaurant businesses no i don't think so i i, I don't feel like they care much about the restaurant industry i feel like they'll go back into do this without any uh, evidence or science backing it up like they've had in the past. So I want to get too comfortable with this. I, I hate to be all doom and gloom, but it's a good thing that the county restaurants are going to be opening back up here soon enough. Even if it is just 25% capacity, it's not fair to these restaurants that they're being singled out and treated the way that they are being treated when these same restrictions aren't applied across the board. 
Uh, Dr. Page also said restaurants will need to record the names and contact information of the patrons to assist in contract tracing. Um, I, I feel like there's going to be a lot of phony names being put down. Like if I were to walk into a place and they said, hey, I need you to give your name and phone number. I don't think I would give it because I am a very private person. Um, and one thing I don't want happening is my private information just being out there. Like, for example, what remember what happened originally when the lockdown started last year? Remember when there was a line of people calling in and ratting out neighbors and businesses and things like that? Really lousy. People were calling the county government and calling and saying, hey, I, here's an address. And people were using it as a way to target their competition in order to hassle them. And then what ends up happening? It becomes public record. And that information, including addresses, phone numbers, things like that, were put into the public record, downloaded, and you can see those sort of things. So I'm thinking to myself, yeah, you know, uh, maybe giving my name and phone number, things that I don't want to be public information for stuff like this, probably not the what I want to be doing. So eh, I don't know if it's against the law. I don't think it's against the law to give a fake name and phone number for that sort of thing, is it? Ah, I don't. I, as far as I know, it's not. But. You know, you've already hassled restaurants enough. Can you just allow them to continue to keep their patrons safe like they have and realize that when it comes to cases of COVID, they're not catching them from indoor dining? Can you just admit that when you were wrong to, to start enroll this ball to begin with instead of doubling down and continuing in this fashion, please? It's just annoying. I, I feel for all the restaurants all the small businesses, anyone that's been impacted by this, they're doing everything they can to survive. They want to, you know, not only help their families, but all the other families that are wrapped into that business that they provide a livelihood for when the workers come in and do a hard day's work. And they just want to be able to continue to do these sort of things without the government coming in and hassling them every step along the way. And it just gets old. And we know that even though there may be a step back here, Man, they'll be fast to push it right back into their faces. It's it's sad. I put a meme up on my social media. If you want to follow me on Facebook, look me up, Ryan Wrecker Radio. I think you'll appreciate that. On Twitter, at Ryan Wrecker. A couple of great ways to stay connected to the show, and who knows? This is always the way you'll be able to find me. So maybe one day you'll be looking for me, and there I am on social media, already connected with you. Go to like the page. Ryan Wrecker Radio. Coming up in the next hour, there has been some UFO sightings. What a great way to start the year. Restaurant restrictions being lifted, kind of, and UFO sightings. Plus, representatives getting ready to challenge the electoral college results. What exactly does that mean? Missouri Senator Josh Hawley being one of the big high-profile names as a senator getting in on that. And our hookup with Canada all coming up next hour on Overnight America KMOX. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 